You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. I've always spoken about training the child, rearing the child, instructing the child, correcting the child, a parent's direction for a child. I've spoken to you about gaining the heart of a child. I've spoken on the subject of investing in that child and giving that child back to God because that child's a gift to God from God to you. It's not that child doesn't belong to you. That's God's child. But tonight I don't come to the small home with the little babies and little children. You see, parents, they spend their life investing in children. 43 years ago, last month, Ms. Treber and I became mother and father. A little over 20 years ago, we became Papa and Nana. I love those names. But mother and dad is much easier than Papa and Nana. I love being Papa and Nana. I love our kids. Ashlyn and I were texting yesterday. She's in the distant state of Florida. I just love our kids. We have 14 all, (coughs) pardon me, 14 in Sunday school and church today. We're so blessed, all serving God. But the easy time in child rearing is when they're young. The easy time is Christmas. You put all these investments in their life. The easy time is birthdays. You put the investment of love and training and sacrifice and prayer and sleeplessness and high temperatures and assisting with the homework and running to the dentist and orthodontist and sacrificing for camps and youth conference and for Christian schools and for parties and birthday parties and you feed them. But quite frankly, that's easy. You can look at a child and normally get them to obey. You can sometimes say, no, 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 we don't do that. Come here, son. But they grow out of that stage. Now I'm coming to the people You have raised the kids. What you decide after you raise them is going to be the difference of hearing well done, thou good and faithful service, or not hearing it. I want to tell you about something about childhood. Childhood is a blessing. But I do not know of a family, I don't know of a preacher. We used to think you were going to have 100% success. That day has vanished. And you see, when that one son or that one daughter, all it takes is to raise kids for God and then your daughter to marry a guy that changes. Or your wife, your daughter, your husband, your son to marry a, a daughter that changes. And the things that happen when they leave your home, you would have never dreamed they would happen in your home. I'm talking about jail cells. 
Oh, they went to the Christian school. They came to Sunday school, Sunday morning, youth conference. I wish I could get in a few jails tonight because I'd like to see some fellows I know, some people I know that are young that grew up in church that are there tonight. Who would ever think that this guy would be in jail? Who would ever think, as we think of raising kids, that we would have drug addicts and drunkards and arrest and babies out of wedlock? Who would ever think we would have kids grow up to be atheists? And you say, well, in this church? In every church. In every home. You see, you're quitting church because said, I'm so embarrassed. Well, join the rest of the crowd. It looks so great. Oh, it, I, I know a preacher. I won't say exactly how many children, girls he had, but let's say it was somewhere around seven or eight. So those, not those two numbers, but it's in that vicinity. And all girls were raised for God. All girls married independent, fundamental, separated, Baptist. And all, all those girls, the, the husbands, did right, did right. And then all of a sudden went haywire. And all those men, all of them are out of the ministry. All of them have corrupted the faith. Every single one. Oh, the dad and the mother are in heaven. And now some of those kids are in heaven. But every home destructed, had destruction. I think of some that, 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 that grow up in a good place and now they're God-haters or they're liberals or they're abortionists or they're godless or they're selfish or they're proud or they're government-dependent or they're easy to tell you off. I'm just going to tell my mother what I think. I'm telling my mother-in-law what I think. That is a regular way of life. No, I'm not, and I can tell you in this very room it happens, I am not going to let the grandparents see our kids. Not because they're drug addicts, not because the grandparents are, are, are godless. They're going to Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. They don't drink. There's nothing in their cabinet. There's no drugs. There's nothing wrong. But some daughter-in-law, some son-in-law, some son, some daughter gets all haywire. Okay, you're not going to see your kids. You're not seeing the grandkids. No, you're off limits. I'm talking to that crowd tonight. That what you think is never going to happen in your home. I'm talking to the crowd tonight that you now attack your parents. I'm talking about that crowd that's become sodomites. I'm talking about that crowd that's raised up in a good home and now you're living together like animals. And no shame. I'm talking about here parents left where you're rejecting the faith and you're rejecting the church and you blame the church and your, your marriage has fallen apart, your first marriage, your second marriage, and sometimes more than that. Then you move in back with your parents and you mooch off of them and you're stealers and, and you're liars and you're cheats and you're suicidal and you're money hungry. You see, you think that just coming to church is enough. I would dare say that in every one of these things I mentioned tonight, if you have raised a family, there is one in your family that is living this way. The number one call I have is from pastors and from church families saying, my son is away from God. My daughter 
is away from God. My kids want the world. They want the flesh. They, they want the, the society of the day. I'm talking about kids that have grown up are now atheists. I'm talking about kids that have grown up and now they think everything Mr. Biden doing is transgenderism and all this stuff. That's good. He's helping us. Christianity should be generational. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Eunice, Lois, Timothy, Jesus, his mother, his disciples that cared for him. These are parents that have invested love, devotion, prayer, kindness, respect, opportunities, Christian education, vacations, Nike tennis shoes, brand name everything, cell phones, schooling, sports, dad's there, mother's there, every game, watching it, cheering you on, and then you break their heart. We have families this year that have quit church because they're so embarrassed because their adult kids that grew up here now have rejected the faith and they're doing so many things. They're so godless and it's just such a sad thing. Right before I preached, several months back, a, a person came, family member, family person came to see me and said, you know what, I've been here for years. And said, I... My family won't come to church because of what, you know, how North Valley is. Not, not you, Pastor. Not you, but the rest of the church. Oh, I'll tell you how the rest of the church is. It's the greatest church I've ever seen in my life. And I've been going to church my entire life. And I had the joy of standing up and trying to preach. Don't blame the church. Don't blame the school. Don't blame yourself. I'm tired of parents, we failed here. Don't, don't, no, I'm not buying into that. You put them in the Christian school, you read them the Bible, you had prayer with them at night, you gave them Christmases like you never had in your life. You invested them, you cared for them, and they play all these shenanigans. There are so many adult young people that have grown up and now they break the heart of their parents. There's 29 kids up here tonight. I guarantee it all 29 will will not live for God. I'll guarantee it. They're going to, somebody out of that 29, I, I don't want to tell you this, but somebody's going to be in jail. I'll never forget the very first time on a Saturday night I went to the jail and they used to let us in and it was a juvenile hall and I went to go see a preacher's son right here locally. Some, some crime that he committed. And I'll tell you, that mother and that dad were so brokenhearted. The dad carried it to his death. Though the boy went on to live for God, he scarred his dad's heart. Tonight I want to come to you about this situation when, when, when you decide I don't want the faith of my father. That's what Moses' song was about. You're not going to want it. I'm going to leave. And you're not going to want this song, but I'm going to give you stanza one, stanza two, and stanza three, because guess what? You're going to corrupt yourselves. Why, why, why do these kids do this? One, it's their own choice. It's not your choice, Mom. It's their choice to go away from God so that you can stay all night long 
weeping and crying and beating yourself up and saying, I have failed, I have done this, I did this. Stop that nonsense. It's not your, what do you mean? Because you read the Bible to your sons and daughters? Because you loved them and always told them you loved them? Because you were there for everything in life? No, kids, there comes a point of responsibility. I have sinned, David said. Saul said, I have sinned. It's about time to take ownership and stop the blame game, the victim game. It's it's someone else's fault. No, you have broken your dad's heart, your mom's heart. Because We say, why? You're preaching to the crowd. Oh, no. You'd be shocked how many people that are former members here watch every service. And by the way, before you shut off, I'm glad you do. I had someone that lives just within less than a mile here, said for years, about a decade, I've been watching every service. For, for at least a decade, been watching every service. I'm glad that person watches. I wish that person would come back home. They said, I'm so embarrassed with what I've done with my life. I, stop that nonsense. Somebody walks in these back doors, there's been a prodigal. Don't say, don't say, welcome home, prodigal. Say, son, dear, dear girl, we are so glad to have you back. That was your son. You want someone to attack them coming in the door. One, you have to understand it's your decision. Secondly, parents contributing factors that cause your kids to do wrong. Cell phones, social media, television, friends that are phonies. Phonies. Uh, Miss Trevor knows it. We, we're just just the two of us. We have a great conversation together a lot. But I said I knew that person was lying to me. Well, Pastor, no, God, we feel. I, sometimes I just in my heart I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, you're not telling me the truth. I know the truth. Sometimes b- before you come in to see me, I already know the truth. <laughs> And then you tell me, this, this, is, this, this little doll has been, Addison was really upset. There we go, hon. I'm sorry, Mrs. Treber treats you like that. There we go. There we go. She's in good shape. Some of your kids hang around deceivers. Oh, and they're so good at it. And you're thinking, that's such a good kid. And I'm thinking, that's a corrupt kid. I'm not mad at anybody. I'm just so, I'm heartbroken for parents that tried their very best to do things right and then they get blamed for your decision. I'm saying number three, with entitlement, the world, the flesh, and number three, I, I think you have to remember the devil's, our foe, Brother Cooper, which pastor, you've been preaching. The devil's real. And I tell you, if I were the devil, some of you think I am sometimes, but if I were the devil, I wouldn't go after the world's kids. If I already got them, I'd go after your kids. I was preaching in a distant state. I probably wouldn't have said it had I know the young man was there, the adult man was there. A preacher's son who did wrong and then tried to get right with God. And, and I mentioned the preacher. Normally I wouldn't know a name, but I said, you don't, you, you don't know the pressure 
satanic pressure those kids were under that home. The, the dad loved them. The mother loved them. But that man had a nationwide voice. And the devil tried to destroy him. And I said, you, you folks that like to go on the internet and trash because you know everything, I'd back off and just keep your own life right. I found out he was in church. The next time I preached there that night, I, I went to him. I said, I, 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 I had no idea you were in church. I, I am so sorry if I embarrassed you. I didn't try to say anything. And he said, Brother Trevor, I took it as kindness. You see some kid doing wrong, don't, don't you have glee? At least my kid's not like, you don't know the satanic pressure that's happening. You don't know what's going on. The devil hates your kids. Tonight, when our kids do wrong, what do I do? Five things. That's not my message. Still an introduction, but I'll be done. Stay with God when your heart is broken. Secondly, stay in God's house. Don't quit. Three, stay with God's word. Four, stay in prayer. Five, stay in service. But here's what happens, and I'll try to begin to wrap it up. When our kids do wrong, we're so embarrassed and so hurt, so shattered, and we try to get them to answer why, where they, what happened, what was it? That instead of sticking and staying, we quit. That's exactly what the devil wants you to do, mom and dad. When I came here, over 50 years ago, at 50, 50 years ago, I started writing a journal every day of my life. The journal was a little bit bigger than this. They're red from the Hallmark store. They're all the same. So about 1973, I have the first one. And I'd put something in there every day. I never put anything negative, but one time. And I wish I hadn't put it in there. I had been the pastor here for probably two months, and I quit. And I said, I'm so brokenhearted today. I wish I'd have never put that in there. And after the first 10 years, I called the first 10 years around here the decade of direction. Everything we were doing was set in a direction. Every, every, the philosophy, the program, everything. And I put in there the 10 years, what happened on that day? This person got saved, this person got baptized, this person was called to preach, this kid went off to Bible college, this was the king, the queen for the, for the uh, homecoming, this was what the game was, this was the how many people came today, this is how many people were saved today, this is, and it's all, and all the names and all that. I did the second decade, the second decade was the dec decade of direction was the first one, and the decade of development was the second one. We were building buildings left and right, and establishing all, we developed everything. And so I wrote another one. And so one's a blue volume, still have it. One's a red volume. And I have everything in everybody's name. I decided not to do the third decade publicly. In fact, I wound up throwing all those 40-some years of uh, uh, diaries away. I said, I don't want anybody to see this, even though it's positive when I die. I threw, I had shelves of them, 
What happened on this day? Well, the weather was in there every day. We had a huge rainstorm. Everything was in there. My wife and I, it had, I, I was reading from the first or second decade, in 19, I think it was 1981, Brother Van Dyke, it says, Brother and Mrs. Van Dyke celebrated their silver 25th anniversary today. Think of that. Now this week you had 66 years. There are highlights like the Van Dykes, and like I mentioned Brother Otavo tonight, and I, I mentioned Dr. Kellogg, and there are people, but I tell you what, it's too discouraging. I read names in there by the hundreds and hundreds. People that have destroyed their lives, people that quit on God, and I said, I'm not going to ever publish these again. I don't want anybody to see them. You're going to have hurt. Your husband's going to walk out. Your wife's going to walk out. There's going to be adultery. There's going to be immorality. There's going to be sodomy. There's going to be car accidents. There's going to be cancer. There's going to be, uh, there's going to be disease. There's, there's going to be, you name it, you're going to experience it. But, but you're going to have to figure out, is, are you going to stay with God or not? Because I know after my departure, many will corrupt. Paul said the same thing in Acts chapter 20. And when your world comes caving in, and I can look, I believe, truly in every row and can tell you an illustration when the world caved in. I believe I, I, would, not, I would not have to look past one row. There's something in every row that's happened that hurts. And generally for the people that you fed, you, you, you did the baby food thing. Fed the little baby food. You did the diaper thing. You did the walking thing. You did, you did the running. You did the first day of school. You did it all. And most of the time, with one or more, you get nothing but a heartache. So do you get mad at the kids? No. You get mad at God? No. I close, and I want to say this to the adult children. My admonition to you is honor your father and your mother. It shows, the word honor is to show great value. There's so much I wish I could change. I, there have been times I've been so full of Jack in the years we've been married. But you know, that's not a lot that I want to change with my parents. And I had a longer journey with this dear lady than I did with my parents. I only got 18 years and never went back home. I, I determined, God says, honor thy father and mother, it shall be well with thee. Some folks write against their parents on the, on the internet. Why would you, that's not honoring your parents. Why would you do that? Some of you have a father that has a birthday or a mother that has a birthday, and I'm not calling them. I'm not writing them. I'm not going to go say, well, 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 that's not honoring. Well, my dad is, well, you might be right what he is, but you still, your job, my job, honor thy mother. My parents are dead. I still want to honor them. 
I go by their grave once in a while. When I see it there, I, I still I, I clean it up. I make sure it's looking good. I put flowers there. I want to honor those people. I want to honor them that doing right by the grace of God. Young people, whoever you are, let's listen. Do not cause your mother to weep over your life. Secondly, please your parents, even when you're an adult. Jesus, as an adult, said, I always do those things that please my father, John 8. Please your, please, please your father and your mother. Thirdly, adult children, never cast off heritage. The Bible says, my son, hear the instruction of thy father and forsake not the law of thy mother. Four, choose good friends that mirror what your parents believe. And choose a philosophy of friends, even religiously, that mirrors them. I'll shock you with this, but it's true. I used to have a voice in this country. I used to have a voice in this state. But my voice has been totally muted. And hijacked even by many of our graduates. Because there's new fellows that come on the scene and take them and change them into places where you don't have to have Sunday night, you don't have to have Wednesday night, you don't have to have any convictions of standards, uh, you don't have to have choirs, you don't have to have Sunday school, you can be contemporary praise singers, you don't have to have a choir. That's happening all over the country. You've traveled enough, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Can I tell you about the boys that you're following that are in their 40s and 50s? Without fail, every one of them has rebellion in their heart toward their father or their mother. And I know the leaders. I know the leaders that are leading our young people astray. And they're leading other fundamental kids astray with this new philosophy. I, I know these leaders when they were in high school. I know them now that they're in their 40s and their 50s. And they're leading them away from a psalm book. And they're leading them away from a choir. And they're leading them away from preaching. And they're leading them away from a shout. And everything's become a seminar. And the look of a seminar. I, we're not having a seminar Baptist church here. In closing tonight, a very wise father wrote, his son, 31 chapters, Proverbs. And yet his son took what dad taught him and he trashed all of it. Tonight on this Christmas season and this dedication night, I'm asking some of your parents to get over the fact that you did right. Stop it. You, you did right. You did right. You're still here. And your kids broke your heart. And you know what? It will scar you you may have to carry it to your grave. R.A. Torrey, the great preacher at Follow Moody, his mother almost had to carry it to her grave. And he said, Mother, I'm leaving. She goes, at least take, son, take, take my Bible. I'm not taking that Bible, Mother. And that mother would spend night after night praying for her son. He rented a room above a saloon one night. And there he determined, I'm going to kill myself. But he saw a Bible in that room and began to read it and came to know Christ. 
He went home, and that night when he found his mother, she was on her knees, and I heard her praying, Oh, dear God, save my son. An old, old woman now weeping over her son. God went up, raised him up to be a great, mighty man of God. I don't, I don't understand why kids would not want the faith of their parents. Is it that bad? I know we encourage you, don't smoke, don't drink. Don't. Stanford University, you've heard me say it before, we have, we've had 1,200 pages of their catalogs, of their rule books, 1,200 pages. Our, our, our page for being a worker, not a member, of being a worker is one page, about 15 things. You've got to be saved. You've got to go to church if you want to be a worker. You've got to tithe. I mean, it's real hard. Rules, rules, you know, fundamentalism, rules. Everybody has rules. The highway patrol has rules for us. Yeah, but I don't like it. Well, you have to obey it anyway. It's about time some of your parents realize you did a good job. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.